Okay, good morning, how are we doing? So listen, um, one of the most unfortunate things about life is that it all comes to an end at some point, right? We all, we all at some point, unfortunately, are going to die. So I wonder whether in our last weeks, in our last moments of life, whether we look back and remember our career or our work in one of three ways. One, the thing that actually put you on your deathbed. Two, the thing that actually created a wedge and disconnect from your family, your kids, and actually caused you to be unhappy. Or number three, whether you managed your career and the way that you, and the relationship you had with your career so that you could actually just say, I did what I needed to do. So let's get into this. Welcome to the Rise to Thrive show. I am your host, James Boardman. And if you are coming through, please do hit that love heart button. Even if you're just watching for a minute or two, it allows me to know who watches. And then in the comments, what I want you to do is let me know whether you are allowing work to consume and dominate your life. Okay. Okay, so... Um, just before we get into it, it's just to let you know that our Elite 5 Day Rise to Thrive Challenge is now open. This time next week we will be starting on a 5 day venture for men who are looking to lead themselves in their lives. It's completely free, doesn't cost you anything, there's live coaching every single night, there's live, uh, there's live challenges in the morning. It's a great way for you to be able to look after yourself okay, and learn more about you. Um, Alright, that's that done. So listen, um, work for me is the biggest resistance that I have to battle with when helping men. Okay. Um, so when I look back at my last four jobs, so I would have to go back all the way to 2020, no, 2001 to 2003 when I became a store manager of McDonald's. I went through college, I got fast track through McDonald's management program, got put through the paces and took it up pretty quick. And it was my first experience of roles and responsibility of earning probably decent money back then, being within a corporate world and trying to manage staff and run staff. And at that age, as a young 20-something, um, I used to like hate it. I used to hate it, right? Um, used to hate the responsibility, used to help to save pressure, yada, yada, yada. And at that time, I wasn't in a position to manage myself as I am now, right? I was 20 year, that was 20 years ago. I then joined the military and joined uh, a job that I absolutely loved. It offered um, massive amounts of opportunity, um, and it was something that I loved doing, okay? Um, and then I left, and I became a college lecturer or le college tutor, which probably is the worst job that I have ever even done um, and absolutely hated it, hated the management, hated the infrastructure. Um, it's just a really nasty place to work um, and I hated it. And that used to cause monumental amounts of stress and pressure. So I kind of understand kind of like where many men are with their work and their career. Um, I've worked with hundreds and hundreds, thousands, thousands of guys in corporate work for themselves. So I have a real good understanding about um, 
the problems with the work thing and how the work thing always ends up overshadowing anything else that's going on in your life, okay? It's a frustrating thing. But there are facts and we have to face those facts. Number one is that you have to work. Unless you win the lottery, okay, we are going to have to work. There is no getting away around this. Anything, everything that I teach you in terms of personal development and self-development, it's all about managing yourself, but there is a period of time, there is an element of time where you have to work, whether it's like an eight-hour shift or a 12-hour shift, it really doesn't matter. We cannot get away from that fact, okay? So, I think the thing is, we have to consider ourselves quite lucky to have a job. Whether we're happy in that job or not, um, I think when I look at so many people who are desperately trying to find work at that right position right now, number, the first thing we have to do is really be grateful about the work that we do have, okay? Even if we do not like it, okay? Even if we do, don't like it, we have to kind of take heed on the situation, be like, well, at least I'm working, at least I've got money coming in. And I think I wrote a statement on uh, my birthday post yesterday, and it was that I don't think that the world is in chaos, I just think how we manage that chaos is all over the place, okay? And yet we can look at the world and we can say, oh, there's wars going on, there's economic stuff going on, there's all of that going on, but we can manage that. We can control what we can control, right? And it's the same with work. A lot of the stuff that happens in work is out of our remit, it's out of our control, just like a lot of the stuff that's going on in the world, but we can have an element of control. We can regain elements or parts of that work where we build a relationship in the workplace where we go in we do what we need to do to move the needle forward we do what we need in terms of our roles and responsibilities then at the end of the day we can come out of that environment and then go into back into the environment that we're most happy with family okay or doing stuff for ourselves or in the gym or whatever it might be so there's a couple of reasons that I've written here about why I think many people struggle within the workplace. And the first one is self-pressure. Now, I totally get it about self-pressure. I put myself on the monumental amount of pressure to run this company, okay? I set the standard very high. Um, my expectations are high, probably much higher than they really should be. But I think when you work for yourself, um, you always have that self-pressure because you're always looking over your shoulder. You are responsible for your own paycheck, right? You're responsible for paying your own mortgage. When you work for corporate or you work for somebody else, you tend to really want to make a good impression or you're being put under pressure from the top. Um, however you look at it, whether it's self-pressure or external pressure, pressure is something that I don't think many people handle very well which is why a lot of the things that we do help men to be able to handle that pressure, okay? Managing time, managing energy, disconnecting from work, focusing more on yourself, building your mental health up. All of these things are conditioned to help you with pressure. Um, and we call them controlling measures, right? So controlling measures are morning routines, preparing yourself for the day mentally, emotionally, and physically, okay? exercising, making sure that we have an exercise plan in place to make sure we're taking care of our stress levels, our overthinking levels, um, our distraction levels. It's what kind of keeps us sane, okay? Um, 
And I think one of the other reasons is your relationship with work is really, really key. So I wrote down here, relationship with work, are you married to it? And I think some people can be married to their work, right? I think some people um, get so involved with their work. And as one of the lads has just said there, you can be replaced at any point. And I think when you walk, work at a corporate level and you don't work for yourself, one of the things that you do have to understand, whether you've done 20 years or whether you've done two years, is that you can be ditched at any point. And the sacrifice for you is that you could have given your life for that, you could have stressed right out for that, it could have affected your marriage, it could have affected the time with your children, it could have affected your health. You've given them all, them all of that and they've turned around and let you go. And the relationship that you have to have, the relationship that I've built up with my work is that I'm quite passionate, I'm quite in a fortunate position, right? But in the position where I was at with the college, where I really hated the job, I used to go in and used to just like get through the day, do what I needed to do, knew that this wouldn't be forever, knew that I was going to work for myself at some point with that in mind and just get through the day. Is that sustainable? I don't believe that it is, but I always had the plan to do this or it, my first business was the boot camp, okay? But I always knew that I was gonna leave. But if you always know that you're not gonna leave, if you always know that you're not going to leave and you're just going into a job and you're just surviving, what you can do is go, right, let's create a six-month plan to actually find a job that I love. And then for six months, I'm going to suck, suck it up whilst I go through this process of building up my CV, of building up my prospects, of networking, of looking for a job that's more suit suitable to me. And don't give your soul to that to, to that job. Be passionate about your job, but there's a difference between being passionate during your working hours and then giving your soul to it. Because when you give your soul to it, that's when you start breaking down barriers and taking stripping time away from when you should be really with the family, when you should be taking care of your health, when you should be doing things that you want to do. Okay. Um, and I see all of this, like I see people giving their souls and their hearts to it and I see people then living in a bedsit whilst their wives are moving on because you paid them no attention, right? The, let's, let's not hold any barriers here. The ultimate sacrifice to people within their work is them completely disconnecting with their family. And I have had many a man on the phone to me crying saying that they made the wrong mistake, uh, made the wrong choice and made a mistake. And it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Um, so I've put here, uh, it taking time away from life, okay? Um, it's, I think, I think there are barriers that we have to put in place with work. And I've put these in place, I've mentioned these here in terms of work-life balance. There are barriers. What time do you start? When are your breaks? What time do you finish? There is this infrastructure of your own passage of time when you work, okay? And, and around that side of things are the times that we spend with family. There are times that we spend looking after ourselves and the times that we do things for us or with friends. And I think where it goes so wrong is that, and I don't mean this practically in, in a practical sense or a physical sense, 
is that work continues to follow you in here. Okay. So when we finish and we walk out of the day, <coughs> I think that a majority of men are still carrying work with them another three hours after work, which means that when they get home, they still have their armour on. And it means that they're not present because they're thinking about what's going on with work. It means that they're not connected with their wife because they're still thinking about work. And it's important to make sure that we create these barriers and implement them. And it's really, really important to make sure that we then dedicate that time and energy to other factors. Okay. If I was to look at the percentage of where people put their time and energy, for people that are struggling the most, I would say that it's almost like an 80-20 split between where your head is at for work and everything else. When really, work should be just 25% of your headspace. So 25% head, 25% family, 25% um, uh, health, 25% personal development. So we're balancing out our lives. It doesn't always work like that. But as a, as a model or a theory, that's what we're looking at. So let's look at this work-life balance about how we can manage that situation, right? Some of those big are, are the biggest struggles. So transitional skills, I think, are highly underrated. And what I mean by transitional skills is what I mean is I mean between going between workplace and personal space. Workplace and personal space. How do we transition our way of thinking, our mindset, to decompress? How do we decompress from work to then go and put on another hat and walk through the door and be husband uh, or be father or be friend or be son or whatever it is? And I think that one of the key things is being able to transition and get out of that deep work mode. <laughs> and we teach that an awful lot. It's called the transitional mode, okay? Evening routine. And it's about brain dumping. It's about, um, it's about uh, distracting your mind. It's about putting your mind on something else. It's about having some form of activity to slowly unwind. We can't simply just like, um, we can't just simply go from work straight home. It's very difficult to do that. Even if you work from home, you can leave the house and you can go on a two-mile walk, listening to a podcast and an autobiography after having brainstormed everything you need to do tomorrow and reflecting on your day because you're just decompressing. We're letting it go. We're letting it go. And that's what we don't do enough. So then we carry everything that's going on in work into the house and that mood reflects within the household. Okay? We do it in the mornings. Like we prepare ourselves mentally as we're going to work, right? So we do the morning routine for a lot of people that I train with. One of the reasons that I'm here doing my morning routine is to make sure that I'm well prepared for the day, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Boundaries. There are not enough boundaries for this. People on their phone, there are not enough boundaries to be on their phone. There are not enough boundaries in terms of when you start and when you finish, in terms of um, uh, your laptop and phone management. Boundaries to say that this is work, this is personal, this is professional, this is personal. And I think that when you set a cre and create a series or a set of boundaries, you live by them. They're, they're, they're your rules. They're the rules of engagement so that actually you stop the work thing completely consuming you and overshadowing you. Um, being a high performer within your work role, I think, is also critical and key. So when you are within that role of uh, your bit of your 
career or your business, you work to a high performance. I teach a lot of people to lead themselves, to lead others within outside of that workplace, but lead yourself in your work. Be a high performer, be well planned, be meticulous, be clinical with all of the work that you do. Don't kill yourself doing it, but work really, really, really thorough and manage yourself so that actually when you do comes to finishing time, you've done everything that you said you needed to do, okay? And I think ultimately, on a bigger scale of thing, based on my first comment of that one day we're all gonna die, ultimately, ultimately, the stuff that happens within our work really doesn't matter. Ultimately, like in a bigger scale of things, it does matter on that micro, micro level of life. Yeah, I've gotta get this task done, I've gotta help that client. You know, those things are, but ultimately, as the bigger picture, the stuff that happens within our work, the things that we consume ourselves with stress with, the things that distract us, the things that overshadow us, the things that take us, that, that takes time away from us and our family and our health, doesn't matter. If you have one bad day at work, is it the end of the world? I don't think it is. Um, but I really think we need to put into context where work fits in in our life and it fits in for those 40 hours a week or however many hours you work. And that's the tension and that's the time it gets. But the minute that 40 hours becomes 50 hours or 60 hours, like maybe not practically, but mentally, because you're constantly thinking about it or constantly being asked to do more and you're constantly saying yes or you're constantly in a job that you hate. Life is very, very short. And there are not many opportunities in life to do the things that we want to do or create the lifestyle that you want to live. And making lifestyle changes and job changes, they're all big moves and they don't happen overnight, but over a process of time, you can slowly but surely create a better life by looking at other jobs, by planning for a better career. Do you know what I mean? You can change your lifestyle. You can do whatever you, you, can do whatever you want to do. But ultimately, if there is, if there is this work thing, that is completely consuming you, are you gonna look back in life and go, man, I should have done more to change that? Because I said, like, when I look back at when I left the college, um, I left the college and a year earlier than I had planned, basically because I fell out of the college, because of their very poor management, um, and I took a leap of faith. Guys, my outgoings were 2,800 pounds. When I left that college, I was only earning 550 pounds and I put it all on the line. I literally just went for it. And I spent like 18 hours a day building that first business. I had lots of fear. I was scared, I was vulnerable. And I'm not saying go out and be that drastic, but I'm saying if I, I'm an idiot, and if I can do it, if I can go out there and I can build a business in a year by just watching YouTube, videos and putting work ethic into it, you can achieve anything you want if you plan it. If you really want it, and if your career is an, an unhappy one, go and make it a happy one. Um, anyway, I hope that helps. I hope that gives you some concepts and some thought process for the day. I appreciate you guys. I'll see you Wednesday.